I'm Scott Blakeman, getting through this in New York. And I'm Tom Saunders in Los Angeles with a Hollywood true confession. It happened in 2003. A show I'd been executive producer on had wrapped. That's a show business way of describing the sudden end of the most stressful work event I had ever experienced in my life. It's a show from which my writing partner bailed, ending our partnership of many years in the middle of a, of a week while the show was still in production. Believe it or not, though, this story is not about that. Now, this happened afterwards, a few weeks afterwards. On my, I was on my own, no longer writing with a writing partner after the near disaster that was the show called The O'Keefe's. I was between gigs, so in those days, my agency was sending me out to meetings, and one was with a, a man named Mark Burnett, the creator what, of what at that time was the most successful show on television, Survivor. My agency set up the confab with me because he wanted me to talk to TV writers about making a sitcom about himself, specifically a time in his, 19, in, in his 20s uh, before he created Survivor. It seems that Mark Burnett, well, I'll say right out, Mark Burnett was one of the most interesting people I had ever met in, in my time writing for television. He was a truly impressive, yet with a completely casual, at ease, pleasant lack of attitude in a way that I found rare among incredibly successful people in TV, at least at that time. He told me he had been a commando in the British invasion of the Falkland Islands, a successful operation he described as having everything a warrior could want in a war. And by the way, Tommy, I'll jump in here. The Falkland Islands, and uh, there's so much to this story, but just the fact that that was my war that I always remember the most. It was like a six-week war. It was almost like a reality show, basically, uh, in terms of how long it lasted. And uh, it's fascinating that in addition to coming up with Survivor, he was in on that alone would be fascinating to make him talk to. But there's there's so much more. Oh, much more, much more. And and he was he remembered that war with some fondness. He was a young. He still seemed pretty young, actually, when I when I spoke to him. But but he was a, a, a commando and it had I guess it was just an old fashioned war with ships steaming down to the Falkland Islands. People talked about it sort of compared it to World War One, where you would see you'd have news reports of a ship sailing to the enemy uh, and it would take weeks for the ship to get there. Something like that happened with the Falklands War. So it was very it was very satisfying for the people who, on the British side. And he told some stories of that illustrated the opinion, uh, his opinion of the war quite vividly. And for someone like me, if, 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 if I ever find myself chatting with someone like for Mark Burnett, you feel like you're doing okay overall. Either that or, or you might go the other way and fear that you're a relatively boring person comparatively to, to Mark. I mean, I kind of went back and forth. I felt like this is great. And boy, I have no stories like what he has. Right after being a, a victorious British commando, Burnett became a nanny for a wealthy family's kids. And, 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 and that's what he wanted to talk about, a show based on that. It's set in Malibu, I think. That's basically the, the elevator pitch. And I did my best to make Mark and myself believe that I could write and executive produce a hit show based on such a hilarious premise that wasn't anything like Who's the Boss. As a result, I got a call back and a second meeting. Wow, that's, that is very exciting. And um, 
if and he did have a great rapport, you would think just on paper, uh, you and Mark Burnett maybe wouldn't hit it off. He's this kind of brash commando. Uh, and, you know, you would think that there wouldn't be that connection. But it is fascinating to me, to this observer, that you felt at ease with someone who, uh, like I say, was so different to you, at least on paper. But it is a testament to you, Tommy, that you put this potentially intimidating personality, because at the time, of course, he was riding high with Survivor. You put him at ease and you felt equally comfortable with him. So perhaps to this day, you know, we always wonder on this show what the other person thinks. Does Mark Burnett tell a story about meeting you the way you're telling a story about meeting him? And does Mark Burnett think of you as the only person <laughs> able to bring out the real person inside his celebrity exterior. And could that be an elevator pitch for a new sitcom about the unlikely friendship that ensues between Mark Burnett and Tom Saunders? Well, actually, you know, that does sound like a, uh, that does sound like a better show, definitely a more uh, fresh original concept than Commando Nanny, where uh, Mark Burnett's uh, character is the nanny of a bunch of rich kids. But I will say, Scotty, that this, indeed, that this, uh, the second hangout event, it, it did feel more like, felt like more than a meeting. It, 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 and it went really better than first. It felt like we were hanging out. He liked me, trusted me. And then he showed me something, Scotty. He took me into another room. I remember we went into another room of his Warrens of offices. Uh, uh, and... Um, and that's where he, he, I guess he did everything, you know, did, did the Survivor and, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, whatever, he, I mean, but that show was huge at that time. But now he's showing me a pilot episode of a brand new reality show that they had just finished editing. And almost no one had ever even heard of it. I certainly hadn't. It was the intro he showed me. And um, actually, when I saw it, it became awkward for me right away. The, the intro showed this island of Manhattan and there was a voiceover narrating an introduction to this new reality show. And I recognized that voice. The show would be called The Apprentice. And the narrator, of course, and the star of the show would be Donald Trump. Mark asked me what I thought. And it felt awkward, Scotty. Oh, Tommy, your meeting with Mark Burnett really could have changed history. Here we are two days from the inauguration of a, a new president. Perhaps that meeting with Mark Burnett could have spared us the past four years with Donald Trump as president. I mean, if if only things had gone a little differently, maybe if the sitcom based on his commando nanny life became a, a hit and you were the showrunner, maybe Burnett would have been preoccupied with that, might not have gone on to get The Apprentice on the air, which made Trump a national celebrity and president. All, I mean, you could have changed fate. You know, uh, Scotty, that is constantly bothering me. And, 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 and it's not so much on, on the uh, Commando Na Nanny show, uh, like if I had only done the Commando Nanny. It's more like, uh, because that show, you know, that, was, that hadn't even been created yet. It was, uh, but this show, this, The Apprentice, this was in the works. It had already been bought by NBC. It was all ready to go. There's, but, but all I could do is tell Mark, and this is what I actually thought, because I remember I, I had been in New York in the 1970s, and my girlfriend, back when people really liked, believe it or not, they, they thought Donald Trump was a, you know, was a fresh wind coming in and, 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 and uh, uh, helping kind of bring new blood and new vision and new projects. Uh, he, he built a, a big hotel next to the, next to, um, 
uh, Grand Central Station. And people were saying, no, he's a, yeah, this is a great guy. But my girlfriend was like, no, he's a louse. He's no good. He's a terrible person. He's horrible. And um, she, she didn't like his style. She didn't like anything about him. And uh, I didn't understand it exactly why, uh, but um, I guess we all do now. And at that time, I, and so by that time, I did feel, I did get a sense that, that he was a, that I felt like a lot of people were like Margie and thought that Trump was a, was just But this a, by now, though, we're talking about the early 90s, though, right? Um, but now, now I'm talking about the, this is the thing that, that is, uh, uh, makes the story so weird. This all happened in the early 90s, long before Trump was a political figure at all. Although in New York, though, what, what The Apprentice did, unfortunately, was made him a celebrity for the whole country and the world. We knew him in New York, as you say, back in the 70s. And I, I had friends who grew up in what was called Trump Village that his dad built in Coney Island. And, and you know, I heard a lot of stories, but he was always sort of even then, I mean, I think the Central Park Five wasn't that in uh, the jogging case. I think that was in the, uh, I think that was the early 1980s. Yeah, I think so. That had happened already, and he had reared his ugly racist head that's even it. then. That's so I think we, as New Yorkers, we as and yeah, uh, we had a very visceral feeling. Even though he he wasn't in a position to affect our lives, he we knew he wasn't a great guy. So this was with you. Uh, you were way ahead of the curve. You know, the rest of the country really didn't have an opinion, but you obviously did. Yeah, I, 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 I but, and I assume that the rest of the country uh, uh, did have an opinion. Um, and the uh, uh, um, and, and I assume that the opinion was bad for Trump. And I and I and I remember thinking. You know, I just wasn't happy with this thing. I was just, it, it just didn't look like it was going to be, see, I, here's what I thought. I thought it wasn't going to, that, that to show The Apprentice, the, this pilot that I had seen, I thought it was not going to be successful. <laughs> you were trying to help him and you gained his trust. And you said, I wouldn't go with this guy. Yeah. I, I didn't actually, I don't think I actually said that, but I, I mean, I, I, I thought about it afterwards that maybe I should call him up and tell him. I really don't think this is a good idea. Somebody besides Trump, you know, it's a great idea for a show, you know, uh, uh, um, but but don't build it around Donald Trump. And I think I did have in my mind the Central Park Five and, and whatever was, you know, had just sort of this general. By that time, he really did have, have a reputation, but only a regional. It was only a regional reputation at that time. It was very localized to Manhattan. And, and, and he had national he. He was known nationally, but primarily as a New York character. And, and he always was Trump was always getting in the New York local papers for his wild uh, shenanigans with women and, and things like that. But, but, you, but I guess but, going back to this moment, now here you are. First of all, you're in a business situation. And he your your ultimate goal is to be the showrunner for this pilot. And you are hitting it off. And I'm just curious, were you a little nervous going into the meeting and then how did he put you at ease? And because he just was very down to earth. And you know, by that time, Scotty, it's funny. I've been so having uh, lots of meetings with 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 uh, people um, with you know TV big shots and stuff like and 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 stars actually. So I I wasn't um, I, I kind of went in uh, uh, with a, my own sort of attitude of of just kind of friendly interest and. And a sense that, and a belief in that I could do 
you know, that I could turn anything into a sitcom. <laughs> I had unbounded faith in myself at that, at certainly at that time. And, um, and so I, I really wasn't coming in going, oh, I hope he likes me. Because it was also a very, he's, he, he, he also ruled over a, reg, a realm that I really had nothing to do with, and that's reality shows. Reality shows were threatening scripted comedies, so I was pleased that he was interested in doing a scripted comedy. Because at that time, it, it looked like, you know, oh, my God, scripted was over. And now it's all reality shows. And, and so you felt comfortable with him and you were just you know, connecting and just putting him at ease and making him laugh. And then putting me at ease. And that, that I think, you know, we were both, you know, we were both the type of people who were pretty good at, at uh, and, and he, of course, was in a much more dominant position than I was. You know, I was a pretty, I had a track record as a writer producer but that's it he was a famous guy who created the great a, a big reality show and the fact that he was if he was script uh, uh, um, you know if he was like the head of a you know it's funny i i don't think i was as intimidated with him because reality you know that's just a different animal from scripted shows so yeah, this was new for him he hadn't done any scripted i guess so yeah, exactly that he it was a realm that i understood and if he had been a scripted guy then yeah i probably would have been more intimidated yeah but so it's <laughs> rolling along great and the yeah. second meet everything's going great and basically it's like it looks like you're on your way to being the showrunner of this i mean you're, you're hitting it well, off with him uh, it, there's a lot of ifs in that case because the show has to get you know so and you know it's mark burnett doing a scripted show there's no yeah. there that that would be a as successful or that even that he could sell it um, because his track record is entirely reality so there's a lot of ifs i, I wasn't like going yay i'm gonna be running mark you know i wasn't thinking you know that the, I, I was just taking it step by step and yeah and yeah. i guess you were low i mean you were getting along great and when he showed you this i guess uh, you were sort of saying you know what mark if you want my honest opinion here i think you're better off if you drop this trump guy he's not a so you were yeah you know. no no so i i see where you're going with that yeah no but but you're right actually i i, I while i was taking you know i was trying to be professional about all this and i wasn't breaking out the champagne i was pleased with how things were going with mark burnett and, and me and i was and i did i always convinced myself with any of these meetings with anybody that, uh, uh, you know, and, and often always the stars would want the shows to be about themselves. You know, I mean, I and, and sometimes they were just really murky, goofy ideas. And sometimes there were ideas that seems vaguely derivative, like this one, like it was basically who's the boss. Right. I, I couldn't figure out how to make that was the thing that most troubled me about the show he wanted me to do. Uh, which was which turned into Commando Man Nanny was like, who's the boss? But I was thrilled about it and I was going to make it different and make it better. And 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 plus, he's different and he's cooler than than uh, Tony Danza and, or, or his character, whoever was going to play him. He, so did he even say, uh, you know, this is nothing like who's the boss? I mean, did no, he, no, I don't uh, think he even re thought about who's the boss. Yeah. Uh, so you knew enough not to even flippantly say that because you wanted to, you know, uh, right. stay good. But now when you came up with this moment, was there a moment before you gave this opinion about Trump that you thought uh, maybe I should just go along with it and say it looks great or it's just. You know, here's the thing. I, I My feeling was, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. A hundred percent. When he asked me about this other show, this show called The Apprentice, that they were they're going to put they were, you know, they had made the pilot and they were going to. It was going to go, you know, they had some deal with NBC 
and didn't mean that NBC was going to pick it up. But, but yeah, I, I think what happened was I just was just not, I, you know, I'm usually in, in, in these professional situations and you know what it's like, you tend to be completely positive, like whatever they show you, that's great. Oh my God, yeah. that's wonderful. Another hit. Yeah. Uh, Mark, you got another hit up with that one. Yeah. And uh, in this instance, I just think I don't I don't think I specifically said, no, you cannot. You must not. You, your show will flop if you have that ridiculous guy, uh, uh, Donald Trump. And people don't like him. And I, I, I really thought that at the time, that people don't like him and that 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 it, that's why the show would fail. All right. So I think it was my attitude, but I don't think I specifically said people don't. I don't think I would ever do that. It was just, I don't know what. Anyway, I didn't wind up getting. I, didn't, I mean, did he immediately, I mean, if we were watching this in real time, did his get a glacial expression on his face? Right. Uh, no, I don't. I don't recall that, but I do recall a glacial expression on my face. Yeah. I think that may have been what happened. And I think yeah. he may have taken note of that <laughs> but i think it's important to to say that this was a huge cultural moment not because i was involved but because it was that show obviously went on to become quite a success for mark burnett and for nbc and for unfortunately for donald trump who became uh, known nationally as the super smart guy who everybody called mr trump and who always would come in and he would have the last word about everything and everybody. And it was a show that absolutely turned Trump into a, I, I, I think all TV shows, if you're a star or, a, a, or the executive producer of any TV show, it, it really truly affects your brain. It really makes you in, in a sense different from normal earthlings and that you really think you're great. And you're well, also in the show, you know, that was where his this fake, totally fake reputation was bolstered because he was in reality an unsuccessful businessman his whole life. He got money from his father and squandered it. He has been a loser his whole life. And yet this show pos positioned him as the brilliant businessman, the successful businessman, the man who knows everything. He gets to make the decision. So it really began putting into people's consciousness. This is who Donald Trump is better than any political commercial could uh and absolutely and he did made more money on that than he did on any of his business enterprises over the years uh, that's building. very interesting and I, I that that is that shocks me to this day that that is the case that he just made this huge amount of money off of that show i mean i think he became like a you know a participant in the profits of course or whatever you know some incredible deal but the more the the the, the worst thing about it was of course that a great huge swath of middle America um, really uh, were sort of, uh, I would say, um, hypnotized or uh, what, how would you put it? It's like they're, they're brainwashed to believe that Trump is this, by this show, as being the guy who says you're fired and you, you did this wrong, you did, you know, it cuts through all the, the bull and, and and just says it like it is, and and is and is a really forceful leader. And uh, 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 excuse me, excuse me. Like if you interrupt him, he he says, "Excuse me, I, I'm not finished talking." Of course, then he would later do that with reporters all the time. He would just oh uh, yeah, interrupt them. And uh, but yeah, so they created it. And I wonder, but I again, I mean, this moment, I think you should feel so proud. And and I mean, because 
as you say, most people in that situation would do the blind kind of, oh, no, it's great. Oh, oh yeah, no, I grew, lived in New York. Uh, yeah, he's, oh, yeah, that Trump, he's a character, you know, just to kind of keep it going. But you couldn't hide it. And you made clear that, so you, there are many people who take blame, Jeff Zucker, uh, Mark Burnett, for catapulting him on that platform, but not Tommy Saunders. You were the one, a lone voice in the beginning, who said no to this yeah. person. Well, I, 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 and I'm not sure I would even call myself a lone voice. I was sort of more of a lone voiceless. Yeah. More like I was, I just didn't really react in, 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 effusively. And it was my face. And it was, I don't, I, I'm pretty sure I didn't, I, I think I would be completely rude of me to say to a man who had just finished supervising the editing of a pilot that his pilot sucks. Yeah. Uh, it just, you know, and I'm trying to get a job from this guy. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't work. But I couldn't disguise my dismay that he had uh, decided to make Donald Trump be the guy. I thought, I mean, that, you know, it's a fine idea for, you know, a, a, a company, a guy who owns a company, you know, I don't know, makes everybody make fools of themselves in order to get a job. I guess, you know, it was a very demeaning show. I well, also, though, uh, you know, I, something else. Did you ever was there a moment when you thought, is this supposed to be funny? You know, that's happened in many situations where you see something and they're doing it seriously. And you go, OK, oh, you got that guy. What's wrong with that? Oh, no, I mean, oh, it's great. It's great. But it, it almost in a way it was such a poor choice that you could almost laugh. Uh, uh, but you knew yeah. that you, you meant it seriously. <laughs> like, oh. Oh, you're, you're, you're pranking me, right? <laughs> like well, that's I got, funny to go with Trump. Yeah, that's oh, 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 wait, wait. Where's the camera? This is a joke, right? Come yeah. on. Oh, this is, okay. You got me, Mark. You got me. Of course you're not going to make a show with Donald Trump. Yeah. I mean, that would have been a great thing for me to, to – great attitude for me to strike, actually. Like, oh, you're, this is a joke, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, but uh, no, I, I, I recognize that this was not a joke. It was a fairly – elaborate and uh, well shot i was I, I i had to say i thought that i i think i might have said something about about how good the photography was because they had this very dramatic view you know helicopter view yeah yeah well that's a positive Manhattan thing and yeah. and approaching it and i thought that, you know that's that part's great but it was absolutely true if i had looking back if i had said to to mark burnett with the benefit of hindsight mark let me just say something about your pilot here, and I, and, and and I hope this doesn't uh, this doesn't interfere with you, with your view of of hiring me as you know executive producer for Commando Nanny. But I have to say, you must never make this pilot. You must never make this series. You must fire Donald Trump immediately. I beg you. I beg you, and just kind of grab hold of his sleeves, and just and fall to my knees and pull him down to my face. I'm telling you, Don, uh, Mark. You must not make it will be a success. It will. It will make it will make lots of money for, for you and for Don. But you don't need it. You have the survivor. Everybody's going to love you because of your survivor. You'll have other things to. And the show will be a hit. Whoever the, the you know, the boss is. That's and this right. man is dangerous. I know. Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Just get rid of Donald Trump. You could still do the show. Still do the series. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm sure he would have said, no, no, NBC really likes Trump <laughs> or something like no, that. No, that would be it. You know, well, I, I hear you, Tommy, but like, and then but, but my, <laughs> someone I know knew him and, and he's a bad man. We know him. He's a bad person. He could be president and a dictator. It'll be hard. 
you know, I'm from the future. That would be good if you could now go back and change fate. Uh, I know. Well, that's what I would do. That's really one of the things I'd, I'd like to do once we get that time machine up and running uh, is to go back to uh, 1992. Or what was it? When was this? 2003? When did I say it was? It was uh, oh, yeah. This by now. Yeah. By now it was the early 2000s. Yeah. Right. And, um, and, and, and redo that interview and, and make, make it go the way I, you know, the, 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 the real trick would be to go back in time, same interview, me, Mark Burnett, he shows me the, uh, the pilot for the, the apprentice. I beg him, please don't put it, don't do the show. Don't, you know, please, you know, just like I said, right. Yeah. You know, change a different star, whatever you have to do, just, get Donald Trump out of this project. And he says, okay, and you know what? That kind of spunk is a kind, <laughs> kind of attitude. We, I, I'm looking for to run my scripted show, Commando Nanny. And then, <laughs> so I get the job and I keep Donald Trump from his- Yeah, you saved the world. I mean, that- That would uh, be ideal, if I could go back in time and do yeah, that. Yeah, because that would be the thing, but that's because you're expecting him to go, you know, get out of here, like, that's what I've been waiting to Everybody else just sucks up to me. They all just tell me what I want to hear. No, that's what I need. Someone with a voice, a mind of their own. Uh, when I was on the beaches of the Falklands, uh, it was only me. I wouldn't want just some yes men. That's <laughs> right. I'm the guy. I'm the guy who would be. I'd go get. I'd say, sir, we're out of ammunition. And, you know, I wouldn't just try to buddy you up and say, oh, we've got plenty of ammunition. No, we're fine. Yeah. You, you, you thought of everything, sir. No, I would tell him the truth. And uh, and that but, you know, I mean, and I think that's what uh, if really I mean, and then I think I would go back with the time machine and then, you know, obviously kill Hitler and whatever. But yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, there's the, 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 you know, people claim that Mark Burnett has access. There is some video of Trump spewing uh, racist tirade uh, and that he's held on to. And I guess his politics is sort of I guess he did support Trump. And, and uh, I don't know if it's quite where he stands now but what about how did it actually play out so right after that pretty much did you saw it he saw your face and he said well good seeing you i mean did it pretty much uh, yeah, wrap up I, I think i just it, it, it's like many of these types of meetings you just don't hear from them again and then they go on and somebody else and they go with someone but else. did it pretty much wrap up right that moment when you uh, it wasn't long after that. I mean, it was it was actually the meeting had sort of more or less ended anyway, that yeah. second meeting. And he just wanted to show me this thing, after, you know, before I left. And that was uh, I just couldn't react well. I mean, and that and that and, and I didn't like that about myself because I, I wanted to be the consummate professional who always, you know, did the right thing in meetings and always advanced my career and. And so on, but but in that instance, I failed that, you know that that part of me that you know that uh, career-minded drive failed because this other emotion of dismay that Donald Trump was the star of The Apprentice. That's it, it, so yeah you, yeah he's he's a smart guy, Mark Burnett, and he's a and and he he's not a you know and he's somebody who would sort of be looking at me and judging me and you know how you can you know you you can judge a person in a foxhole just like that you can tell yeah. you know and uh so he knew i was not on board with uh, 
And did you, when you walked out of there, did you have that sense? Like, I, I, I think when I walked out of there, um, no, probably not. I think because it, 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 otherwise the meeting went quite well. Yeah. So that was just so, a moment in a great meeting, yeah. but you didn't go, oh, I probably, should, I wonder if you saw me react to Trump. I might have done that. Yeah. I might have, have second guessed my, uh, uh, yeah, I think I did because that, uh, uh, whenever you feel that it, there's an uncomfortable feeling you know, or something about something that happened in a meeting, you always wind up blaming yourself and thinking, did I really handle that well? Whatever the discomfort was, you know, it's always on you. You know, you put it on yourself. And so that's kind of how I felt about it. Like, uh, you know. And then did you get any feedback from your agents? With the the apprentice pilot, you know, watching that and, oh, gosh. And so, yeah, I, and, but here's the other thing. I wasn't like, oh, I've got to get this. You know, I, I guess for this story, it's probably not a bad idea to, to say that I, I really wanted the job. And I did. I always want every job I went up for. I always convinced myself that I would be great at it and that um, I would enjoy it and, and he, they would be happy with me. You know, all that sort of stuff. You just kind of make yourself believe like, yes, of course. You know, you hear these preposterous ideas for for shows, but my I'll always work with these ideas and try to figure out how to make them work for me as a, you know, as a writer and and so on. Same thing. Same thing with Commando Nanny. But it it was just going too far, though, when you see Donald Trump. And even though that wasn't the show you're going to work on, it it was still. And then again, it gets a testament to you, because even if it was a silent uh, gesture, silent facial expression, uh, you couldn't hide that, and and that was your way of saying, I, I don't think so. And um, yeah, and and also, I don't know if I followed up either afterwards. I don't think I, you know, I just sort of, and it and it wasn't. It, I, it's hard to explain. I mean, it, it's a a bunch of things too, right? It, it, that because I wasn't crazy about. I had to really uh, make myself believe in in Commando Nanny. I thought. And the idea of, of a of a show about a guy who like a who's the boss thing just so didn't didn't uh, didn't interest me. But I was able at least to make it appear like I was interested enough so that he called me back. But see, that's the thing. I think I think that was the thing that the the Trump thing just put it over on me. It's like oh, I wonder if that was if Burnett told for me he said what I do at the end. People think the meeting is over, but I just show them the pilot and I look in their eyes. And I see their expression and see how they react. And maybe that was the ultimate test. Although, uh, right. you know, but I like the way we said minutes ago where you would stand up and say, no, you must stop me going. That's exactly the gumption I want. And you uh, that would <laughs> be the way you always want. Yeah. No, I want to don't know. You know, uh, I can't believe or just I was almost going to be sarcastic about it. It's like, yeah, I mean, everything's great about it, except Donald Trump, the, the narrator. Are you kidding? The show will fail. I really thought the show would fail. And so, uh, well, the same way we thought he wouldn't win the election in 2016. I never thought he would win one primary. We always thought, because we knew him from the 70s in New York, we thought this guy's a joke. He's not going to go anywhere. And the same way you thought The Apprentice wouldn't go anywhere. And and we were both wrong on those counts. But thankfully, in two days, he won't be president anymore. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Yeah. That's a a marvelous story, Tommy. And again, uh, you know, you may not have raised your voice, but you raised your eyebrows. And that said a lot. And most uh, if other, more people have done what you did. 
he wouldn't have gotten as far as he did, Trump. So <laughs> you deserve the credit. You could sleep well starting tonight, knowing that uh, you did the right thing I in the early, you know, two thousands. <laughs> and um, well, Tommy, um, amazing story, and uh, and uh, I remain uh, sincerely yours, Scott Blakeman. Oh well, I in that case, I'm going to stay Tom Saunders, and we're getting through this.